Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name's Spencer. I play Caddo Chasseur, a cleric from Gavany, who has a pet dog called Pickle. Hi, my name is Samantha. I play Laura Greybale and she is a sorceress from the province of Navalia. Hello, I'm Colin and I play Cuin de Greymont, a paladin from Farben in the province of Gavany. Hi, I'm Ryan. I play Ogvar Shawfort, a goat herding, mushroom seeking ranger from Kessig. skewered through the shoulder and Colbeen with a laceration to the leg, Ruth is understandably in a rage. The cathedral's faithful forces have no choice but to accept Axum's acrimonious challenge, and war having now been apparently waged, they embrace the engagement and make a move to arm themselves accordingly. While our paladin prowls the perimeter, performing a perfunctory sweep of the entrances and exits, Elora, Caddo and Ogvar take to the bell tower battlements, Ogvar pausing only briefly to bolster his resolve with a rather robust bucket, before reaching the top to survey the scene. The glint of a grappling hook on the garden wall puts everyone on their guard, and from Caddo's vantage point, a catapult rolling into view leaves everyone in no doubt about what is almost certainly coming next. Episode 93, A Tale of Two Towers. Kewin, as you're looking, you have the benefit of having a line of sight as well. You can hear a faint rumbling sound sound of wooden wheels over stone cobble as into view moving incredibly slowly a heavy catapult is being pushed they're well prepared aren't they and it is, in, it is moving incredibly, you can tell it is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly heavy. Uh, and they have a couple of uh, what you'd assume to be some form of asses, donkeys, pulling it at the front. Um, God, I you can see them straining. I thought she was going to say that we're going to load the donkeys in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, give her time. Don't tempt me. Give her time. They are working incredibly hard. You can hear the sound of hoofs slipping on cobble occasionally. And behind them, you can hear men shouting, straining, grunting uh, as they're pushing this this heavy, heavy um, catapult along. Uh, you can also see uh, what looks like stone um, being wheeled up in big barrels, um, dragged up behind it. You've got this kind of grating, clattering sound, uh, just as they're transporting its ammunition. Okay, back to Allura at Dogfar. I think Alora would have uh, grabbed the stone of far speech and um, actually uh, contacted 
whoever is on the other end, because I don't think Kieran said who was on the other end of it. He just handed us what you said? Yeah. the stone. Um, so she's going to speak into it and just sort of say, uh, "Hello, I don't know, I don't know who who it is. Who is it on the other end of this? Hello, hello." There's, there's a slight break, and you hear a. Hello, dearie. Oh. Over and out. Ah, uh, Ruth. Yes, Ruth. Um, right, we're on top of the bell tower at the back, me and Ogvar, Um and I can tell you that there's, um, we can see grappling hook, uh, at least one grappling hook coming over the back wall. So you might want to cover that area, because clearly something, somebody, we, we haven't seen who's coming over yet, but clearly somebody's going to be coming over there. Uh, over. There's a slight break, and you hear a... Okay, dear. Got it. Over and out. Uh, <laughs> Is that not proper radio etiquette, Spencer Bonnie Chance? <laughs> He's going to pieces. Painful. <laughs> Painful. Medieval. Um, <laughs> Ogvar, Ogvar, uh, Ruth's on the other end of this. Uh, far speech stone. Um, I've told her about what's happening down here. Uh, that's all we can do for now. What do you want to do? Do you want to stay up here? Do you want me to stay up here? What do you want me to do? I want to see who's coming up that rope. Okay, well, I'll, I'll wait a bit longer. I don't, I don't know where best to be placed, to be fair, so I'll stand here for now, but... Um, yeah. Uh, and she's gonna... I mean, she's gonna see if she can... Can she attract the attention of Kuin or... Um, uh, Caddo on the far side. Okay, well I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this and see if they've got one as well. Um, hello, Kieran, are you there? <laughs> oh, oh, he's got it. Yeah, but Laura wouldn't know no, that necessarily. No, the noises you make, <laughs> killing me, killing me. <laughs> I'm trying very hard to respond, but I'm crying. Right, start, start that again. <laughs> Oh dear. Anybody, anybody on the North Tower? Right. Uh, well, I don't know. It's, I don't know whether it was the North Tower. I just know it's the other tower. The Laura doesn't do directions. Tower one, tower two. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stop again. <laughs> what do you want me to go? <laughs> Calling all people on the shop floor. <laughs> because it's going to set him off. you have to clip that bit out. Um, Caddo, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> ten four, big buddy, got you. <laughs> uh, ten four, that's 14. What does 14? Oh, well, what does 14 mean? We don't know how many people are over that side. I don't know. <laughs> say, say back one to them because we've got one so far. <laughs> Well, you'd have heard my response, certainly. <laughs> you'd have heard Laura's, um, Laura's initial um, communication. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what, why is she talking about ten and fours and 
Uh, uh, that's usually a successful hit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. Oh, no. I, Oh. I, I have no idea, Q, and I'll, I'll try something different. Bing bong! <laughs> Can you hear us, Alora? Uh, yeah, Caddo, Caddo, got off. I've been trying to get you. We've got people coming over the back wall down here. Um, what's the situation at, at your end? Over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to save her having to edit it in. <laughs> what a walkie talkie! <laughs> Spencer, you can't see him, can you? He's just crying! Oh, <laughs> 23 years of teaching people how to use radio. Uh, anyway, uh, well, you think you've got it bad, Laura? We've got people firing arrows and there's a bloody great catapult at our end. There's a what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm going to turn to Kat out and go, uh, do you reckon she's got something wrong with her throat? Because she keeps going. Yeah, sounds like she's got bits of seed stuck in her teeth. <laughs> do you reckon it's very dusty over that side? And it's affecting her throat? And she goes, uh, I'm, I'm a little upset. Clearly, Ruth sent them with biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, 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 they didn't give me any when I was up there. It's just not fair. It's just not fair. Caddo and Kieran, as you start there, you hear a. <laughs> Come in, dears. What can you see? <laughs> Over. Ah, uh, Ruth. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of archers um, at the front of the of the cathedral, um, and slightly more worryingly, uh, Kieran uh, has just told me they're uh, they're bringing forward what looks like an enormous catapult. Um, and quite a lot of stone ammunition. Did you get that? Bugger! Uh, and Kieran will talk over and say, uh, Have you got many archers, uh, Ruth? Because uh, I, I have got my crossbow here, but I, I think I'd be much more use down there with the old charge, if you know what I mean. We have a few, dearie. We well, have a few. Set them up and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start coming back down with, and, and get ready for a bit of hand-to-hand, just in case. So Kieran will then leave, um, go back down the ladder, put your sword and shield back on, your swords and the shield back on, and go, oh, to himself, oh, I'm, I'm getting piggy knackered here. Um, I hope I don't have to come up here again. And then you'll start to uh, quick walk down. <laughs> Goes, oh dear. Okay, so it does get to a point where you get down low enough and you have to step aside as the other cathars are coming up. And probably three or four cathars past you, they're all armed with, um, they have crossbows and normal bows. Uh, and between them, they are dragging what appears to be probably about 200 or 300 arrows um, in quivers. <coughs> and one of them is carrying what looks a little bit like a, a workman's stand, a little tripod looking thing, perhaps <coughs> to hold the arrows, you'd, you'd say. Okay, so, what are you all doing at this point? Uh, Ogva, apparently they've got a catapult at that end. 
It's something I might be able to help with from off the other bell tower. Okay. Are you okay up here for a bit? Oh, yes. Right. I'm going to shove the stone in Ogvar's hand and Alora is going to make hastily, like, running down the steps as quick as she can to get across to the other bell tower to run up. Um, obviously, yeah. she's going to okay. be puffing and whatnot because it's a bit of a run. Okay. The guy that's climbing over the wall is taking forever. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the D20 behind for the spot check for ages. <laughs> so... Ogvar has been left in the one bell tower all alone with a bucket on his head and a stone in his hand. Do I, do I look like a simpleton? <laughs> do, do I look like the, the idiot that's gone missing from the village? <laughs> okay, Ogvar, make me another spot check, please. Uh, that's going to be a 20. Not natural. Yeah. As you're stood there watching uh, the distance heroically, uh, you see another metal object come flying up, land over the wall before being dragged backwards and catching the hooks, catching on the edge of the wooden of, of, of the wooden wall, of the stone wall. Okay, uh, I'll look at that and uh, pick the stone up and say, um, "Hello, uh, Ogvar here from Kessig." Um, uh, I'm up on the top tower at the back of the church and I can see some more hooks. Um, thank you. You hear a... <coughs> hookers, dear. Why are they hookers? <coughs> <laughs> it must have been a wild party last night. I can't remember that bit. Are you looking for a D&D podcast for the dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. Right, if you could, we could, if we could start now with your mum, with Elora doing something. She's halfway through a banana. Face full of banana. Excellent, Elora. What are you doing? <laughs> um, eating a banana. Yeah, I'm eating a banana. Um, she stopped off at the kitchen on her way past. Elora mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is, Elora <clears throat> is obviously kind of <clears throat> puffing away down the stairs. She's going to run through the church to the the other end and she's going to go up the other bell tower in a very exhausted state but she's quite okay. fr- frantically trying to get there as quickly as possible so Kewin, where were you heading i was heading back down to the uh the foyer um down into the actual church adjoining to tell um roof and everybody what i've seen in time split up everybody into teams okay so Elora you can make your way up you can run up to the top uh, of the second bell tower uh, and there you will find uh, Caddo and four other Cathars and the Cathars are crouching quite low they're setting up um, this little stand which Kieran you saw carrying um, they, they've, they've kind of opened it up and they've 
it's it's like a little tripod stand and it's got little holders there slotting in the quivers of arrows in the holders um, and they're just prepping themselves ready to go um, so Laura you you pop up out the trap door when you see all this going on uh, Kade what are you doing at this time yeah so I'm going to cast, cast blessed aim Okay, uh, nice. Which means that for the next seven minutes, everybody up on this bell tower gets. Uh, in fact, the, is the, the other tower is probably more than fifty foot away, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, only the people in my tower are getting it. But uh, yeah. So plus two on all ranged attacks, attack Excellent. rolls for everybody. Laura's glad she's arrived at that point. Okay. So. The, you can both see the catapult is trundling closer and closer uh, and these people, I mean the brief glances you're taking over the balcony, it's, it, it is interspersed with volleys of arrows, um, most of them are just hitting the stone and bouncing off, um, but you can see these these guards, uh, these acts of guards underneath, they are beginning to kind of uh, cluster, they're beginning to form ranks. Uh, and they're actually, it's beginning to get to a point where they are going to launch their siege any second, any minute, within, you know, sometime very, very soon. Okay, Kieran, what are you doing? So, you've gone back up to the war room. Uh, I'll go, right, uh, I, I, I'm back down for the old, uh, melee attacking and, and securing, uh, uh, I notice you sent some uh, archers up to uh, help Caddo in the North Tower. Uh, did anyone go up to uh, help Alpha? Ruth tells you, she goes, oh, um, no, dearie, no one's gone up there yet. I haven't heard anything back from Ogfa, so I'm assuming that there's no immediate threat. Um, so, yes. I'm assuming that uh, that Kieran would have and the others would have seen me rushing through the church as I come down, rush through the body of the church to the other end. Uh, Kieran probably would have, yeah. Hello! Bye! Um, okay. Uh, Laura's obviously just climbed up at this point through through the hatch. Um, I think at this point she would turn to uh, Caddo and say, uh, Caddo, um, this catapult, where is it? It's down there. It's the big thing with the four wheels and like the bendy arm on it. Uh, Laura's going to just just gradually peek over over the edge and see if she can sight this um this what <laughs> what the <laughs> what what did I miss? <laughs> kind of reaction. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a difficult evening. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Alora's going to just go to the edge and look over. Can she sight this um, this trebuchet thing? Does a sixteen hit? <clears throat> oh, who are you asking? Alora, does a sixteen hit? Uh, I don't know. Does it? I should have mentioned. Don't yeah, look over the top; they'll fire arrows at you. Yes. Okay, make me a reflex save. Uh, a reflex save? Uh, where's my reflex gone? Flying donkey. <clears throat> oh god, 
That's an 11 all in. Oh, we've just been hit yep, by a flying yep. donkey. <coughs> when did the donkey come into this? Oh, it was pulling the catapult. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've been hit by a catapult. I don't think she's been hit by a donkey either, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to make an ass out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was coming, wasn't it? <laughs> okay, Laura, you take 11 points of damage Ooh. as you peek over the edge of the of the castellations and receive a hail of arrows to the face. Right, there. sorry, how, how much damage was that? 11 points of damage. Okay... Do you want to still attempt to look over the edge? <clears throat> um, well, I, I think she wanted to. She wanted to target the thing. Um, uh, um, I'm just wondering. Right. Uh, okay. The first thing she's going to do, which she probably should have done before, then, is she is going to cast Mage Armor on herself. Okay. So you cast Mage Armor. She's going to take her steel mirror out of her backpack yeah, and she's going to okay. ho- hold it over the edge and see if she can sight where this this catapult or trebuchet or whatever it is, where it is. Y- yeah, not a chance. No, okay, so? Not a chance, absolutely not, no. Okay, fine. Uh, in that case, she would just return that back to her bag. Um, it's worth a try. Uh she can turn to Kadar and say, "If some if somebody can draw the fire, I, I can. I might be able to do something about this catapult thing." Well, I tell you what, I'll. I'll How good are your art skills, Kadar? I'll get them. Um, I'll get. <laughs> thank you. I'll get. <laughs> I'll get. Um, I'll get. I'll get all of us here to uh, fire a mass volley to see if it makes them get their heads down, and then uh, I, I'll count. We'll all fire. You have a look over. All right. Yeah, so I shall speak to the Cathars and uh, explain to them that we're uh, we're all going to fire at once through our castellations uh, at uh, the general direction of the archers. Um, yeah, can uh, you do me another favour? Can you just pull this arrow out of my shoulder, please? Do it quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's going to hold her breath. <gasps> Better? Ah, I bet that smarts a bit, doesn't it? <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's that's not great. It's yeah, that's that's not good. I tell you what, while we're doing it, we'll give you a bit of cure light wounds to go with it, shall we? Oh, that'd be um, great. Thank you. I, sh- I shall I shall kneel as ever to, uh, uh, and say a small prayer, uh, uh, thus invoking uh, my ability to maximise this, uh, and then I'll cast cure light wounds. Uh, that's sixteen points of damage uh, cured. Damage. <laughs> uh, 16 points cured, sorry. <laughs> Thank, oh, thanks ever so much. That was not nice. I didn't really anticipate that. Okay. Um, right, so uh, I'm going to make sure all... Ha- how many... Was it four Cathars I got? Yep. So yep, me, me, me and my four Cathars will uh, all uh, uh, arm ourselves. Um, I will... Uh, I will load my crossbow with a fountainhead bolt uh, so that wherever it goes it spews acid on for a 10 foot radius on whoever it happens to hit near or by. Okay, so for a bit of context you can actually aim here. 
from where you're looking out over this kind of inf the, the area in front of the church to your right you have arches one two three and four to your left you have arches five six seven eight nine ten and eleven and twelve Right, so okay, so you're going to get the cathars to fire a volley of arrows, yeah? Yeah, so uh, I'll get me and one other to aim left, and then I'll get the others to aim right. Okay, so Caddo, you are going to roll to hit for all of the cathars there on your side. I will roll to hit for the others. So, that's uh, 20 all in for me. Okay, so the archers on the right hand side they fire off arrows but they are the, the arrows are just bouncing off they aren't making any deep impact they are the archers on your side as they fire off arrows you can roll me two sets of normal crossbow damage and then we will deal with your fountainhead bolt uh, uh, normal crossbow damage uh, so two sets of 1d8 uh, so that's an 8 and a 5 Okay, and then your fountainhead bolt. Where are you aiming? Uh, well, basically into into the centre of the group of uh, archers on the left. So archers five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, so the archers aren't clustered on one roof. They are two to a roof. Oh, well, it was worth a try. Come on. So you have archers five and six furthest away, seven and nine. Uh, so it's 7 and 8, 9 and 10, and then 11 and 12 heading down towards the side of the church. Uh, let's go. Uh, 9 and 10. Right, so roll your damage. Uh, so uh, they get bolt damage and then they get acid damage on top. So uh, bolt damage. Uh, bolt damage is uh, 6. Okay. And then the acid damage. So you can only hit one, what you can only hit one with the bolt. Yeah. Yeah, so the bolt's gone into one okay. of them, and then and then there's a ten foot spewing radius of acid. Okay. Uh, doing uh, nine points of damage to everybody within the area. Okay. There is a DC fourteen save for half damage on that, but it then continues for three further rounds of spewing. Okay, so with the reflex save of ten, they're not going to they're not going to avoid it. Okay, yeah, you you hear the clattering of arrows as they're loosed off several. Um, miss, don't make any contact. Uh, but Caddo, you see as your bolt flies off, um, it, you hit the one and it erupts into this geyser of acid, uh, which begins. You can hear you can hear the sizzling from where you are and the pained screams of these two guards as they're just being um, kind of burnt and melted. Okay, while that's happening, Elora, you're going to poke your head up above the parapet, yeah? Yeah, I am. Okay, so you can see the catapult. Okay, she's not going to hold back. She is going to cast lightning bolt. It has a range of 100, okay. 120 foot and it goes, the area of effect is a 120 foot line. So if she can get the catapult and anyone else, great. But her immediate, her immediate concern is to try and hit the catapult. Okay, yeah, no, that's in, that's in range. Okay. Cool. So she's going to, um, again, the bolt begins at my fingertips. She's literally going to use her outhand, stretched hand, sight this catapult, uh, and she's just going to fling her hand out and, and send a lightning bolt directly in that line. 
There is a reflex save It's a catapult. It's not going to get a reflex save. If it ducks and dodges, then... I say that because I don't know if there's anybody else in line with it. There's a reflex save for half, if there is. No, you're coming at an above angle. You will not hit anybody. Okay, fair enough. But when you when the catapult explodes, bits of it might hit people. You never know. Uh, the lightning bolt would set fire to combustibles and damage any object in the path. Which is good because okay. that's kind of the plan. And it melts anything with a low melting point. Yeah. Okay, that's not gonna work. Um, okay, so roll me your damage. Yeah, like people. Right, so that's 8d6. Uh, 6, 12, 18. That's 33 points of damage. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, you release this bolt. And this bolt comes flying. Um, it strikes the catapult and you see... Um, the frame takes uh, some damage. You can see splinters fly off into the crowd, and the, the crowd of men and women stood around it duck out of the way um, as as these shards come flying. Uh, the catapult is still intact. Uh, it doesn't look like it's done any damage except for surface damage. Uh, some small fires break out, but they're very quickly put out by the men manning it. Um, yeah. It's it's still trundling on on and at this point, everyone can roll initiative. Okay, didn't have quite the effects you wanted, but hey, it tells them something. Uh, roll initiative then. Okay, that's an eighteen all in from Alora. Oh, we like that. That'd be nineteen all in from uh, Cano. Twenty-one for Kiwi. Nine for Ogvar. <laughs> I pinched off as. You've had all the luck out my lucky dice tray. <laughs> okay, so. Elora, you stand there feeling very proud of this shot that has just come in. And as you watch, the men surrounding the catapult put any small fires which have broken out. They get put out, buckets of water, buckets of dirt get poured over, they they sufficiently suppress the fire. And suddenly, uh, with a shout, all of the surrounding guards move at a rather swift clip away from the catapult itself, leaving just a crew of four stood by the controls. The one man shouts he barks some orders and you're just a bit too far away to hear what he barks but suddenly the catapult is moving the main body swings round you see the various these three different men doing their different roles the main body swings round one man pulls and winds um winds back the arm the other two load up the catapult with rock and stone and with a single shout and a downward swipe of the hand the rock is released can Alora yell What's you can yell if you want you can like, scream oh, if you want to get faster <laughs> siege incoming and the stone 
is flung at the front door. Oh. Dealing. Oof, ouch. 13 points of damage to the door. Uh, so, Caddo's uh, going to get on his stone. And, uh, uh, Ruth, if you hadn't realised, they're firing the, uh, the catapult stones at the front door. There is a tremendous boom as the stone impacts. And you can see, um, well, actually, you can't see, but you, you almost feel. You feel the, the, the very, very foundations of the church judder um, as this almighty, almighty hit lands. Um, you don't hear, you hear a bit of cracking and a bit of splintering, but it doesn't sound like the doors have broken down immediately. Okay, Kieran, what are you doing? Kieran, uh, 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 well, that was a very loud knock. Uh, uh, all right, uh, what do you reckon? Half of me to the front? And, and, and wait for them to see if they, they, they come barging through the front door. We could be in the church waiting for them. What do you reckon? Are you talking to Ruth? Who's with me? To Ruth here? I'm, I'm talking to Ruth and all the Cathars. Okay. Um, a cheer goes up around the Cathars. And uh, they kind of very quickly split themselves off. Um, and they, some half about half of them follow you. Uh, and start heading towards the front door. Uh, it's probably going to take you two rounds to get to the front door. I should imagine it will take that long for them to reload. It takes a long old time to reload a catapult. Okay. So, Cad- uh, Kewin, uh, no, Cado, you're up next. What are you doing? Uh, we are uh, now in combat, we are in initiative. Yeah, I think I'm going to uh, encourage my Cathars uh, and myself to go for another uh, volley shot um, at, at the archers. Because uh, it seemed to be fairly successful last time. Okay, so do you want to delay your turn until the cathars, so you can all take a shot? Yeah, well, at the we're same gonna. Time? I think. I think we're gonna try and time it so that so that we pop up fire, and it gives Alora a chance to pop up and cast a spell again. I think Alora's next in the order, isn't she? So it's about us on our tower combining our efforts so that we're firing as a distraction, so that Alora can cast. Yeah. Okay. So no, that's not going to work in initiative order because Alora's before the cathars. So Elora would have to defer her turn if she wanted to do that. So 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 we're all deferring to go at the same time as the Cathars is what you're saying if you want to do that. Um, yeah. Do you, is that what you want Al- to do? Alora would yeah. Alora would need a distraction in order to cast. Otherwise, it would just be a repeat of what happened originally. So yeah, she would defer until after after the Cathars. Yeah. Okay. So Cado and Alora, you're both deferring. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. So. You you can both hear the shout goes up um, from within this rank of uh, foot soldiers, uh, and it sounds uh, there are two different voices, one male, one female, and they begin shouting orders at the congregation, um, bellowing at them, get in order, get in line, shields up, you know all of that, um, clearly just commanding their forces. Um, Elora, that would have been your turn, but you've deferred. So next up is the Cathars. So, Cado, if you want to uh, act at the same time as the Cathars, yep, okay. uh, then you can you can roll me a attack roll. Uh, so I'm going to go for yourself. For, yeah, I'm going to go with um, two normal bolts this time. So uh, because I'm not moving, I'm going to use rapid reload. 
um, and fire two bolts this time. So my first one is uh, 24. Yep, that will hit. And the second one is, oh, that's even better, that, that one's uh, 28. Okay, where are you aiming? Uh, so I think probably uh, we'll go for, uh, let's go for numbers five and six this time. So first bolt at number five, second bolt at number six. Okay, so roll your damage for both. So the first bolt does seven points of damage and the second one does uh, four points of damage. Seven and a four, okay. And then it's the second round for your fountainhead bolts, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, they will do uh, ten points of damage on their, uh, on their own, spewing uh, acid on numbers nine and ten. Okay, so your fountainhead bolts, as you uh, pop up to fire off these two shots, you catch sight of um, these two arches on this... Uh, it's not down the side of the church, but it's kind of almost parallel to the entrance of the church. Uh, the, one of them has still got the bolt planted in his shoulder. It's spewing out acid, burning him, dribbling down his front. It's burning his friend, who's hurriedly just trying to save him at all costs, trying to pull the bolt out, but getting coated in this acid at the same time. And your fountainhead bolts, they kind of spew out another kind of glug of acid. And the 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 the, um, the archer trying to pull out the bow, he gets it straight in the face. And you see his body seize up as he just keels over and dies, most likely out of shock. Um, and the other one follows not too long after, um, wailing in agony. Excellent. Well, that's nine and ten down there. Okay, so next up is Laura. Okay, so Laura would then take her deferred go. Um, as these shots go off to distract, she would again pop up and she will let off another lightning bolt, again aiming directly at the catapult. Okay, so roll to hit. Uh, she will. Um, that would be 23 points of damage this time. Yeah, so... You cast off this other lightning bolt and it bursts over the top of this um, this catapult, again leaving these scorch marks and even more of this wood comes splintering off and flying off in different directions. Uh, you see some of these uh, some of these guards take cover, they dive to the floor as chunks of wood um, size of like a, a small a small javelin kind of fly off in their direction. Um, and again, you see these small fires begin to break out on top of the catapult um, and start to burn. Are you doing anything else in your turn? Um, obviously, she would duck back down. Uh, yep. She'll sort of shout to the others that are either side of her. Uh, it, it, I'm making an impact, but it's going to take a while. Well, we'll keep going, Laura. We'll get there in the end. Sure. I think that's about probably all she could do on her turn. In all okay, so next up are the archers. Um, yeah, they're going to hit. Okay, so who is in that area? Let's see, so it's Cado, Elora, and the Cathars. Okay, let's see. Ouch. Uh, you can all, so Cado and Adora, you can make me a reflex save. Uh, 
That's a nat one plus seven. Oh dear. Uh, 21 all in for me. 21. Okay, so Caddo, you take half damage. Ooh, ouch. 6, 10, 15, 16, 17, 18, 18 points of damage, Laura. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. So is that 9 for me, or are you rolling separately? Uh, no, so you would take half of 18. Okay, so as you duck back down and take cover, um, all of you, the Cathars duck back down, begin to reload. Uh, Laura, you duck back down after firing off this shot, uh, this lightning bolt. The remaining archers uh, pull back on their bows and you hear this horrific twang as they all simultaneously release. Uh, ten of them release their bows. Uh, the arrows, you hear the whistling of this whistling sound as they fly upwards and then drop back down at a ridiculously steep angle, peppering the front end of this um, front end of the castellations and you who are crouching behind it with arrows. Uh, you see a couple of Cathars receive really heavy hits onto the back of their armour. They kind of flinch backwards. There were cuts and bruises. Um, Elora, how bad are you looking? How bad was the blows you received? Um, on a scale, she's she's about half healthy. Yeah, so you've probably received like a bolt to the leg, uh, a arrow to the leg, uh, which is buried quite deep into your into your leg. Um, and Kada, you're able to kind of tuck and crouch away uh, just in time to avoid the worst of this. Um, but arrows now pepper the wooden beams in to- on top of the roof. Um, you hear a couple of them clang against the bell as they fall to the floor and snap. Um, it's quite a big volley, that. Okay, so next up is Ogvar. You are on the back, uh, on the other tower. What are you doing? You can hear all this commotion going on. You can hear the cracking sound of a lightning bolt as it strikes. You can hear... You've obviously heard and felt the crash of this um, stone hitting the front, the front door, um, and you can hear shouts and screams. Um, I was just going to tuck the uh, speech stone into one of his pockets, and he's still just watching intently on the what's going on with the hooks. He's quite, quite interested to see who or what is coming up. Ogvar, is that your full turn? Is it? Uh, well, if anything comes up, I would. Then decide whether I'm going to shoot at it or not. But until I've got that information, yes. Okay, so you're just kind of ready in action. If you see something come up, you want to shoot it. Yeah, yeah. I'll put the stone in my pocket so I can use my bow. Okay, cool. So uh, next up, nobody's around for that. Okay. Uh, so next up, you hear the main this the main force, these foot soldiers. Uh, you hear them kind of roaring and beginning to bang on shields, creating a hell of a din. Um, they're not moving forward at this point because the, they haven't got anywhere to go. Uh, the door is still sealed shut against this catapult. Um, so at the moment they're just going to be creating a hell of a din, um, clattering around, just making as much noise as possible. Um, okay, and... Caddo, as you popped up to fire off a couple of bolts, make me a spot check please. Uh, 16 all in yeah that'll probably be good enough as you popped up to fire off these bolts 
you noticed someone at the front of the crowd of uh, guards, the front of the mass, who was familiar. And you recognise her from two separate occasions. Uh, that's good old one here. <laughs> Esther inside. Okay, so Esther is inside still. Um, she's still flapping around the war room slightly. Uh, she's still... She's still kind of pulling on her boots and, and getting herself ready. Um, and Ogvar. Hello. As you watch, you see appearing over the top of the wall a person garbed in black. Ooh. Do you want you are you going to use your ready to action now to shoot shoot at them? Um yes. Okay, so roll to hit. Okay. Fifteen plus eleven is twenty-six. Uh, that is definitely going to hit. Roll your damage. Okay. It's going to be oh, full marks. That's going to be nine points of damage. Wow! I'll keep okay, this dice yeah. straight. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> now I see where it all comes from. <laughs> It's get, not the dice, it's the dice tray. <laughs> are you just firing the one or are you firing two? Uh, that was a warning shot, so I'll just shout <laughs> him, I see you down there, I see you. Okay, down on down on the ground, all this person hears is... <laughs> <laughs> as you shout at a great distance. Um, yeah, this your arrow flies true and it... it probably impacts somewhere in the torso area you can't see exactly where but you know it's hit somewhere in the torso area uh this person climbing over the top of the wall falls off the wall taking a further d6 point of damage another one point of damage um and lands on the floor in a crumpled heap shortly followed by yet more people who appear over the wall scaling over the wall uh and pretty soon there are, alongside the person crumpled on the floor, there are another four figures clad in black at the bottom end of the walled garden. Okay. Have, okay, have I got time just to relay that in the Ascended Stone or is that on my next turn? No, that'll be on your next turn. Okay, no problem. That was just your readied action. Okay, okay, so, top of the round. The catapult. The fires are put out. And you see, again, you hear this command from um, what you would assume is the uh, crew chief. Uh, and they begin to work on the catapult, readying it for a second round of attacks. Um, you see the, the arm being drawn back, the load being reloaded. Uh, and it is now ready to be fired once again. Uh Kewin, you are going to spend your second turn leading your little group of Cathars to the front door, yes? This will be the last time, and then I'll be at the... Yep. Yeah, well, as I'm yep. rushing, I'm going to cast Divine Favour on myself. Okay, yeah, you can cast that. By the time you get to the front doors, um, you've emerged from... Um, probably somewhere around by where the pulpit would be into the main body of the church so you've got a straight line of sight uh, straight line of sight right up to the front door where you've just um, I think you barricaded it with a couple of pews a couple of a couple of um, dropped a big wooden beam across the back of it you can see that this 
this stuff which has been piled behind the door is pushed backwards with the force of the impact. You can see kind of this wooden beam which is holding the door in place has bowed slightly. It's You can see the wood has peeled away where parts of it peeled away and splintered away, uh, leaving fresh, uh, very fresh looking wood underneath in contrast to this very dark oak colour. Um, but apart from that, you can, you can see maybe a couple of cracks leading up the back of the doors themselves, but they still look to be holding strong. I'll turn to the guys. Right, get, uh, let's get ready. You know, uh, if they come through, bash them. Oh. Okay, Cado, what are you doing? Laura, are we going to go for the same again? Yeah. She's just going to nod. So, uh, so uh, I'm going to defer. And, uh, and, okay. and brief my cathars on the plan whilst I'm deferring. Okay. So again, you hear this way, this shouting, um, shouting from below. Uh, and do, 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 let's see, Cado and Alora, make me a listen check. That's a sixteen all in from Alora. Uh, Twelve all in from me. Okay, so Laura, you clearly hear, um, Caddo, you might hear bits of this, but the rest of it's snatched away by the wind. Uh, but Laura, you clearly hear the shouting of these commanders. And a fe- feminine voice shouts, Ready the second one! Get it here now! It's nearly done in! Would Laura have a chance okay. to shout or not? No, nope, you've, no. Nope. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Caddo and Cathars are up next. Caddo, what are you doing? Um, uh, we'll double bolt again, I think. Um, this time we'll head in the uh, approximate direction of... Uh, oh, let's, hang on, let's look at my list. Uh, nine and ten are dead. Five and six have been hit. I'm going to aim at seven and eight this time. Okay, yeah, so you aim at seven and eight, so kind of second ro- second house down on the row. Um, yep, so roll to hit. There we go, first one. Uh, 17. 17 will hit. Oh, that's handy. Do you want me to do the damage or do the second one first? Yep, roll damage. Right, so the damage for that one is seven. Seven, which one are you aiming at here, seven or eight? Uh, let's go with seven first. Okay, uh, and your second bolt. And the second bolt. Uh, that's 25 all in, so I'm guessing that hits. Yeah, that would definitely hit. Uh, that's only four damage. Only four damage, okay, and, nice. And then I'm guessing last, yeah. last round of my um, of my ass. Oh, well, actually, there's no point. I suppose it's spewing acid on dead people. So there's not much point yeah, rolling for more dead spewage, is there? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Okay, so you release these two super precise shots. They both hit. You hear yells of pain, um, and you see that these archers draw these other archers draw their bows back to take a pop at you as you've popped your head above the parapet. But the cathars around you, they fire off shots. None of them really hit, but they're enough to make the archers back down and cower for cover. Okay, Elora, your turn. Okay. Uh... The first thing she's going to do as she's squatting down is, so that it doesn't impede her, she's going to hold the um, she's going to hold the arrow that's in her leg and break it so that it's short. Um, okay. 
and obviously wince with extreme pain as she does it, uh, grit her teeth. Yep. She's then going to, as this volley of shots go off, she's going to bounce back up, locate the... Make me... Sorry, just interrupted there. Make me heal check for that. A, he... Ooh, a heal check? Uh, yeah, I'm not asking you to heal yourself, but I want to know how medically accurate you're going to make this. Probably not very well <laughs> with a minus one. That's a five, minus one, that's a four. Okay. So in the process of snapping the arrow off, you, you obviously, you're not a healer, you're not used to healing up wounds. Yeah. Uh, you are actually going to do a bit more damage to yourself in the process of doing that. Okay. Uh, so you can take another two points of damage from that. Okay, fine. As you aggravate the wound. Fine. Uh, she's just going to take that. She's going to grimace and sort of, ah, ah, ow. Um, she's then going to jump up because she's got a job to do. And she's going to locate the, um, the, the, what is it? Catapult. Catapult thank you. Um, Big thing, she, four wheels, bendy on. That's it. And she's going to cast, um, just from the pain that she's still suffering from snapping the arrow, she's going to unleash a shrill, piercing cry, partly out of anguish and partly out of anger. Um, and she's going to cast sound lamps. And there is a fort save. Uh, for 16 for half damage okay what's the range on that uh, 180 feet for me okay that's fine can't imagine a yeah, catapult so there's got no fortitude way. is it sorry what is the exact yeah no catapults don't have fortitude so just roll your damage so you're going to do max no I'm not That's 28 points of damage. Yeah. Okay, so as you release this ear-piercing cry, uh, you almost see this invisible lance um, kind of form in the air. Uh, And you can see, the only way you can see it is this kind of distortion uh, which almost forms around it. And it flies forwards. almost powered by your your anger and your pain it pierces into this catapult uh, and you you see almost like this invisible wave impact and blast it away uh, make me a oh let's see 25 percent roll please 25 percent increment um, give me one uh 30 to 40 uh, 30 to 55 38. Oh, well done. Ooh, get in! As the catapult explodes, the mechanism keeping the arm pinned back snaps, releasing the stone oh. that was uh, ready to be launched. Bugger. Um, and it flies forwards, um, smashing into the front door where it was previously aimed. All you'll hear Alora shout is, oh, bugger. Dealing nine more points of damage to the front door. And Kirin stood behind the door with your with your cathar, your group of cathars. You hear this whistling sound and then an incredible boom. You see the doors in front of you bow inwards, pressing against this uh, solid wooden beam. The beam itself bows and splinters further. Um, 
and the items which are piled up behind it are again shoved back further. Uh, the doors resume their resume their previous position, um, albeit more damaged now than, than they were before. When we rejoined the action, our companions were stationed at the top of the two bell towers. Kuin and Kado were steadfastly covering the city side, whilst Ogvar and Alora occupied the other, overlooking the gardens. As the siege engine advanced on the bastion of Avicen's abode, it was not surprising that the scenic sights of Selhof were not at the top of anyone's schedule. In a strange situation, involving far-speech stones and some erratic static, poor Spencer failed to keep a hold of his faculties, which became contagious amongst the crew. And, in the end, it was our heroes that salvaged the seriousness of the scene. Laura eventually decided that deploying to the other tower would be a more effective move. Caddo and the Cathars offer a distraction, whilst our sorceress offers destruction, as she dug deep, drawing on her innate abilities to allay any assailments from the now in-situ slingshot. As we take our leave, the bitter battle of belligerence from both sides has now truly begun. Join us next week for episode 94. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Having you as a listener means everything to us. So, whichever streaming service you choose to listen to us with, please give us a like, subscribe and follow. We would love for you to join us on our Facebook or Twitter page, where you can catch up with all of our latest news. While you're waiting for the next episode of Secrets of the Silver City, why not pop over to our website, where you can read all of the information about this campaign, from backstories to setting. All of the links are in the bio of this episode. Join us again next week for the next instalment. Thank you for listening.